0: welcome back to mvps what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck paranormal podcast where we talk about well everything the paranormal encompasses so you ready let's fucking do this
1: all right all right all right all right welcome back everyone to what the fuck paranormal podcast and you know where we talk about that paranormal crap We're talking about cases from the Warren Files, these, these, I can't talk, this season. Um, And this week, we're talking about The Conjuring House. I'm joined today by my co-hosts, Chris and Paul, and of course, Evan can't make it because he's like adulting and shit again, fucker. So Yeah. yeah, there's that. So let's just get to it, okay? Because The Conjuring House, a.k.a. Parent Family Farmhouse, a.k.a. Harrisville Haunting. Let's just call it what it is. What a shit show.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) Jesus. It's the rabbit hole that doesn't end, I feel
1: like. This is just like, it is unreal, The the drama, like the petty bullshit drama going back and forth, too. You can't help but get sucked into it.
0: Oh, there's beef. Oh, there's there's mad,
1: crazy beef.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: Mad, crazy beef. Mm -hmm. So for those that don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, by the way, I'm Mel.
0: (laughs) Who doesn't know that? Yeah,
1: I should have said my name right. (laughs) Oh, by the way. Yeah, that's me. I'm I'm that guy. Um, Paul's homework was to watch The Conjuring because the movie The Conjuring um, is loosely, and I say that with a cracked voice, loosely (laughs) based off of Andrea Perrin's family's experience in this house. Um, And Andrea Perrin wrote the book's House of Darkness, House of Light. It's a trilogy. They're very, very long books. Mm-hmm. She also um, wrote a book with George R. Lopez in a in a flicker. She hosts a show. But basically, it is. The the Ed and Lorraine movie that really went and started the whole conjuring universe. So, yeah. Paul. Yes. Did you like the movie?
2: I have to say that if you don't know who they are and if you just want to be entertained, yeah, you can watch it. But if you're looking for something that that hits home and, and, and holds a lot of truth and holds a lot of uh, meaning and 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 all the stuff that I'm I'm coming across doesn't really lead me to believe that it was Nowhere near as accurate as you would think it's supposedly portraying in that movie.
1: Oh, well, yeah. fuck the truth right now. Did you like the movie? <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: I thought the movie was okay. Okay? For the what man. about that clap at the top of the stairs? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> that didn't <end> get you? <laughs> hey, want to play hide and clap? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <I> did. <laughs> she did it. That was awesome. I
3: did. That's woo, I love yeah. that movie.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. for for a horror fan, and you with no emphasis on like what you know about the Warrens or anything like that. This it's a awesome movie uh, to yeah. me. Just as it, just as somebody likes the scares and likes the paranormal, and you know it, that whole it's based on true events always gets you, man, and it just gets you caught up in it so much more.
1: Oh hell it, yeah!
0: It, yeah,
2: it's it's got a good mix of uh, you know some things that uh, people wouldn't expect in in a home. jump movie, scares so. were crazy. Mm-hmm. They let were me tell you, yeah.
1: When I saw that clap, I mm-hmm. literally yelled out, "Oh my damn!" <laughs>
0: because
1: yeah, hell no, that was good.
0: Can you believe that movie it. came out almost 10 years now to the day? Like it, it oh, come, yeah. It'll be ju- me, July. It'll be. Has it have been, it'd been 10 years. Yep. It's, it came see, out.
1: God, time's going by fast.
2: I know. Crazy. It's
1: going by like crazy fast. Well, mm-hmm.
2: I, I actually had seen that movie when it first came out, but forgot about it. I thought I'd seen like a second one or a third one, you know, somewhere in the middle. Oh, or yeah, right there's now. a
1: whole bunch of that was a good there's
2: one. A, yeah, there's another one coming out.
1: Oh, yeah. Don't watch mm-hmm. that one, too. I don't give a shit if it's true or not. I like the movies. It's
0: entertainment. entertainment. Entertain me, damn it.
1: Exactly. And I was entertained. (laughs) So in 1970, Carolyn and Roger Perrin, they bought this, the old Arnold estate. It's a farmhouse. Mm -hmm. It's on 200 acres of land in Harrisville, Rhode Island. It's quite secluded. It's like colonial style farmhouse. They moved in in 1970. And Andrea Perrin claims that the day that they moved in, the previous owner took her dad aside and told him, for the sake of your family, don't turn off the lights or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Keep
0: it. Keep it. Yeah. Like keep the lights on at night. Keep the
1: lights on at night or something else like that. Yeah. Yeah. They claim that they had all kinds of paranormal experiences in there from bed, shaking doors, closing, hearing voices. Andrea Perrin claims in her book, she's witnessed uh, a pot of meatballs flying. The youngest um, said that she saw an apparition or things like that, but it was all kinds of crazy. Andrea Perrin claims that she witnessed her mom being possessed. Now, as far as what you saw in the movie, Andrea Perrin states that ninety percent of what you saw is not was fictionalized. They stayed there ten years. Parents, I think they split up like three years after they had moved in, or moved out three years after it was. But when they moved out, that was the last time all the entire family lived under one roof. They sold the estate to Norma and Jerry Sutcliffe. They lived there for like 20 million years. Um, And after the conjuring came out, they had all kinds of issues because people were trespassing and they were constantly going on the property, disturbing them. Um, They felt like they had absolutely no peace whatsoever. They were getting very upset. Eventually they sold the house to paranormal investigator couple, Corey and Jennifer Heinzen. Now, Corey was a Marine Corps vet and they ended up selling the house, I think last year for $1.5 million. And the reason why they sold it was for the same reason why the Sutcliffs had problems, uh, trespassers and things like that. And Corey openly said that it was causing triggers for his PTSD. Now, Uh And I can totally empathize with that. You know, this invasion of privacy, people don't realize, yeah, they bought this house. They had opened up the house for paranormal investigations where people could book it and things like that and mm-hmm. do tours and stuff. But that's during a set hours. And those were a, that's business time. But when you start invading someone's personal life and, you know, setting off alarms at one o'clock in the morning and the occupant happens to be a veteran with PTSD, PTSD. I can understand, look, you can only handle so much.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, well, not even that, you know, just, I mean, that, of course, but I mean, it should be common sense. Like it's a farm. I think the last thing I would want to do is go sneaking onto a farm at like one o'clock in the morning to try to look for some ghosts and chances are being shot by the owners. Like the And the, that's
1: what he was saying. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a certain amount of, the people get really complacent, not thinking about things like that, and mm-hmm. it also puts their own life in danger. It just makes mm-hmm. no sense.
2: Right. And that's I mean, what you, he,
1: go ahead, Paul. I'm sorry.
2: I was just going to say the, the only point that I was going to throw in there was, you know, if you if there's cars there, clearly there's somebody there. Why would you be stupid enough, you know, to to go to an occupied location? Well, Since he sense was of saying, entitlement.
1: pretty much, yeah. yeah. And it's that and they would try and live stream and and you know it's this whole. Let me be parafamous kind of thing.
2: Oh, God.
1: The person who owns it now is Jacqueline Nunez. Nunez, she's a Boston developer. She's still going to do events there and allow for paranormal investigations. And the Heinzens are basically going to help facilitate and, and continue the nightly investigations and do the day tours to help out. So that's basically the rundown shundown of the house. Now let's get into the meat and taters of it. This is where I'm confused in terms of the Ed and Lorraine Warren twist. The stuff that was going on in the house happened for a long time. And Ed and Lorraine were doing a lecture or something and a friend of the family or a cousin of the family, I don't know, was at one of their, I guess, lectures and then told the Warrens about what was going on at the parent family house. And they just took it upon themselves to come out, introduce themselves. And while they were there, apparently Lorraine Warren had a seance, which Andrea Perrin claims fucked up her mom. Can a demon take over someone,
3: like live within them?
1: Damn, that's some scary shit.
3: So a demon is
0: about the worst thing you can have.
1: No, ma'am, an STD is the worst thing that you can have. Who do you know wants to hurt you? Do you have a jealous colleague at work? A Facebook friend you might have ignored? Maybe you adopted a small African child named Ikin Tabadway, promising to feed this nigga for twenty-five cents
2: a day, but then he needs something to drink.
1: Anyway, let's begin. This is the evil communicator. When I put this on, I'll be able to cross over to the other side and confront the entity. According to Andrea Perrin, Lorraine went over to the uh, an old black stove that they had. She put her hand on the corner and she covered her eyes. And then she said, I sense, and this is a quote, I sense a malignant presence in this house. Her name is Bathsheba. <laughs> And then from that point on, Lorraine Warren blamed everything on Bathsheba.
0: Now, quick question: Didn't I, I thought I read where uh, later on, I believe in the later book, um, Andrea said that how they got the name uh, Bathsheba was because um, I guess Carolyn had been doing research about the property. And did uh, she come across the Bathsheba incident and all that stuff? And she gave that to uh, Lorraine Warren. And that's how Lorraine ran with it. Is that did you did you get that?
1: I got that in one interview. The story itself is is inconsistent with how Bathsheba got pulled into it. And then Andrea Perrin in another interview openly admitted that Bathsheba Sherman never even lived on that property. That <laughs> right. none of what was said about her was true. Um, and that the person that her mom had described had a thick, broke, almost like a Scottish, broke accent. First things first. Where's your up? I've got a turtle head poking out. And not at all what Bathsheba spoke like. What mom described was that the apparition had like a broken neck and she was threatening and she came along long before Bathsheba. And then in another place, it's like the mom told uh, Lorraine Warren that she came across Bathsheba. So I don't know. The end of the day, the truth of that matter is, is that Bathsheba Sherman died of paralysis. She was really old. She never killed her child, even though that was another claim. She never murdered her child. Um, and, you know, she didn't even live on the property. Right. It was the old Arnold estate.
0: Right. Yeah. And the, like, supposed, you know, where she stuck some kind of needle in her infant yeah. child's head and claimed it was <laughs> Satan and all that. It's all Actually, she was just a woman and that just lived out a life, had kids. Uh, one of them ended up own and I think he took over the property in the will, right? Her son, I believe. So I mean, well, they it,
1: didn't. Who, Bathsheba Sherman?
0: Yeah, she left. Well, they, her,
1: they didn't own that property,
0: right? But what I'm saying is, like, she was she. Everything that was claimed about her was completely false. Yeah, I mean, it just she lived out a normal life. So yeah, she was, really her name really got <laughs> trashed.
1: It did. The Warrens made it out like she was, you know, this malevolent spirit and stuff like that, but. She was actually a Baptist, man.
0: Mm.
1: So, <laughs>
3: and she like, didn't.
0: And it's important to note she didn't hang herself. Like, the, I mean, no, that's the number one thing that they, I mean, if you watch the movie, there's mm-hmm. a spot where Lorraine literally looks at a tree and she's hanging from that tree. Well, yeah. yeah. is that the one? I mean, yeah. I thought that's where she yeah. was. Yeah. So, but, and that's what people are going to refer to, but she didn't do any of that. No. Like, and like, and like you said, she died from just natural causes uh, mm-hmm. more, from what i read a stroke paralysis yeah.
1: what is really upsetting is after this movie came out and all this other stuff people went and desecrated her grave
0: jeez that's terrible
1: it's it's awful it's awful.
0: Well, well, as much as they shit on her name, I, you could see that happening. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's going to be all these paranormal enthusiasts that probably don't think very rational and they wouldn't probably did that, especially if they're local. So, yeah, I see why I see people doing it. But damn, they were so wrong.
1: Yeah. Let's get into what I was talking about the shit show. So there's Andrea and her four sisters and the sisters are Christine Cindy, Nancy, and then April. When I watched the interviews of Dad, who didn't believe anything that anybody was saying for the first three years, in fact, he punched Ed Warren in the nose because of how botched up the quote-unquote seance was, um, and Mm. he did not like the Warrens. I saw an interview where he did uh, relay some of the experiences he had. When I watched those, They all seem very sincere about what they think happened and the experiences they had in that house. The house was clearly somewhat, it was clearly dysfunctional to an an extent. There was a lot going on back then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, weren't they in financial?
1: They were. And and that's why they didn't leave. Um, The mom, see, what happened was the mom bought the, put the earnest money down on the house without ever talking to the dad and earnest money. Once you put it down, it's down. Right. That was it, And they had no other savings. So they were kind of stuck.
0: I'm going to go on a limb. You said they got separated three years after they moved out of that house. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go on a limb and say that might be one of the underlying reasons. The main ones. Because uh, if you, what? for the, for the, I'm sorry for their separation.
1: That the house no. was crazy, or the finances?
0: Well, the finances. Her, oh, her yeah. doing that, and then all of a sudden they live in a house that's got turmoil for ten years, and all these yeah. things going on. And then once they finally get out of the house, he's probably like, "You remember that? You remember you got us into this shit, and you did it without my <laughs> blessing." So I'm sure he
2: held on to that. Paul, you agree? Like I, I, I would yeah. probably hold on to that a little bit. I wouldn't be quick to dismiss all that and just let it go. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. So. I mean, this is my opinion, but I'd say it probably had something to do with it.
2: I don't have custody of the kids. You know yeah. I don't get custody.
3: It has been an insane,
1: pathetic
3: joke. But right what now, I've had to
2: right go now she me. doesn't know where the kids are. Do
1: not talk about me as a mother. Right I'm home? so sick to death of you talking are about me home? as a mother and what Where's I've home? done They're wrong. probably
2: at a firehouse somewhere. Just Do not up talk up about that.
1: I am now. sick of you accusing they me of not being a good mother. Seven home? years I've been a Some good mother. Just remember mother, when we went out. Just remember upturn you a bed. Don't you fucking talk about me being a mother. I hate you.
2: Hey, I got an idea. Why don't you just kiss my left nut? I told you this was a bad idea.
1: They seem so sincere when they're relaying their experiences and when they're talking about it. And unfortunately, there's not much you can go off other than their word. Mm-hmm. Andrea Perrin, when I listen to her talk, bro, you need to stop. She also claims to be an interdimension like jumper or...
0: Oh no. Something
1: like that. And oh, yes. she's yeah, she's her latest passion is ufology.
0: Yep, Paul she uh, she claimed that on a on a what's it the uh, paranormal epi- uh, some kind of radio show.
3: Yeah.
0: And really? uh she, yeah, she said since she's what since she was 12 years old yes. that she's been in contact with UFOs and aliens.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. while so while living in that house, mind you, that's yes. important to note.
1: She's uh, very interdimensional.
0: Intergalactic.
1: And then you have Norma Sutcliffe. Norma Sutcliffe is the people who is the woman who bought it. Her and her husband, Jerry, bought it from the Parent family. She said that in her real estate, you know, in the real estate deal, when the they disclosed to her when they were doing the deal, the real estate disclosed that. The house may be haunted. So, you know, she knew about it when she bought it in 1987. And she also heard the rumors and the gossip that was going on. But then in 2005, she contacted TAPS, the Atlantic Paranormal Society. They were filming uh, for ghost hunters. And so she wanted to see. Okay, this would be interesting. Let's see what they're doing. Let's see if they can capture anything. So, season two, episode seven. The case manager tells Jason Hawes uh, the Warrens were involved in the hauntings, and Jason Hawes goes, "The Warrens? Oh, God."
0: Hey, what's
2: up? Listen, I have a nice local request coming from a a homeowner up in uh, Northern Rhode Island. Her name is Norma Sutcliffe. And this is a house that dates back to the mid-1700s, and it has a real extensive history of dramatic happenings going on there. And also, the previous homeowners had conducted an investigation led by the Warrens
1: all the Warrens. Oh, God.
2: And they said that on a scale of 1 to 10, as far as paranormal activity, this was off the charts or rated in 11.
0: Ed and Lorraine Warren headed up a paranormal group that investigated this house about 20 years ago. Um, supposedly, they found a lot of activity. But when it comes to matters such as this, you got to take anything Ed and Lorraine say with a grain of salt.
1: But <laughs> nice. on that investigation, he brought John Zaffis. And they interviewed Norma. And so Norma says on camera, she's, when they ask her if anything unusual happened, she said, yeah, um, the doors shook. One night we thought we felt vibrations all in the mattress. Uh, once Jerry felt uh, the chair in the study would move and things like that. Also, I watched an interview that Andrea Perrin was doing and they're in the farmhouse and she's sitting with Norma Sutcliffe and Norma Sutcliffe is also talking about some of the experiences they had there uh, and how, you know, she had been friends with Andrea Perrin and the Perrin family and how wonderful Carolyn was and everything else for over 20 years they were laddie dottie best buddies, things like that. She huh. was known to also allow paranormal investigators come and do research on the house and do investigations. Then all of a sudden, you have this film come out, and a few years after that, she's like suing Warner Brothers because they've got people in their backyard with flashlights, and she's claiming that all of this shit is false. There's Literally. Left-
0: yeah lit, lit, sorry to cut you off literally no, go ahead. She, uh, and I sent it to you earlier she she's got like an hour long YouTube video where she tries to debunk
3: Everything
0: every single solitary claim- mm-hmm. um yeah,
1: and some of the stuff that was that she was debunking i I'm not sure she even needed to because I read the books, I've watched some of the interviews, and andrea perrin has openly said 90% of that movie is false. Oh. But in when I watched Norma Sutcliffe uh, talking with Andrea Perrin, Norma Sutcliffe is sitting there saying, yeah, this happened and this happened and we experienced this. And then when I watched the Taps uh, show, she's saying this and this and this. So I'm wondering, you know, Norma, why the flippy floppy? What happened? What happened? TV no money
0: money you think that's very
2: very good
1: like maybe she didn't get kicked any ends off of it
0: yeah i think i think maybe maybe her affiliation with it and her living in the house um she didn't get any kind of financial uh, anything from that any monetary gain and Uh then of course the people so the people show up Harassing them twenty four seven, and all the parent family who probably benefited from the movie, uh, she, you know, they're not being hassled by these people, right? Mm -hmm. So it probably it got it got she probably got a little beef going and was pissed off, and so she was like, "All right, well, I'm just gonna just discredit this whole thing."
1: Right, and she, but I will say, she kind of does, man. One thing well, she worked with this uh with a former journalist to do some research. Man, they they went they went to town.
0: It's thorough. I mean, it's thorough is about as thorough as can get.
1: But it doesn't really hit on what they experienced in that house. Do you see what I'm saying? They're just what. Norma Sutcliffe was saying and what she was disproving was that it couldn't have been this person it couldn't have been that person this person wasn't here and that person wasn't there but then when you look at what the parents were saying they didn't say it was Hmm. and it doesn't and when you you watch an interview of Christine or you watch an interview of of Nancy they look sincere as fuck when they're saying what happened to them in that house christine was uh definitely traumatized by yeah. it um the mom was traumatized by it. i think the mom already had issues but they didn't do anything to disprove any of the events that were claimed like such as beds shaking doors closing um Voices, things happening in the attics, Uh, the clapping. Right. Okay, so that one, Andrea Perrin said they really did play the clapping game. Hmm. Now, I don't know if the mom sat on the stairs and that shit actually happened, but the fact that they played that clapping game scares me. (laughs) You know, Uh, they said that there was they've seen apparitions in what was Carolyn's bedroom. Mm -hmm. The dad even said that the cellar door would open and it would open during the night. So the family would lock it and then when someone would walk past it, the door would open up right behind the person's back.
3: Yeah.
1: They said that they heard dead people talking, people whispering in other rooms, Norma Sutcliffe and Both in in that interview with Andrea Perrin, she also said that she heard whispering and people talking. Now, a dead ringer that definitely demonic fly infestation. Hello. Yeah, they had house flies all over the place. So obviously it's a demon.
0: That sounds familiar, doesn't it? We're a backed up septic tank.
1: Right. Never mind the fact they lived on a farm for fuck's sake. It's a demon. (laughs) <laughs> oh. they, there was a lot of claims in that house And none of those Was really hit upon It was more about I mean Norma Cl- Sutcliffe came out In her video Just swinging If she thought they were all full of shit Why were they friends for over 25 years And then all of a sudden She starts calling Carolyn crazy And that's when Andrea Perrin Got really upset because she was like She went after my mother you know, she started and saying disparaging things about my mother.
3: What you say about my
1: mama? Huh? I don't want to have trouble. Just go. Go home. Don't come back. What you say about my mama? Break yourself. No.
0: And also a little nugget as well. Um, you know, I think Sutcliffe, didn't she have a daycare? in there at one point yes what she did yep she had a daycare so to me if this place was so-called active you know why My are we friendly why do, why do we have yeah, why do we have a daycare running up in there
1: mm-hmm.
2: you bring the kids we'll bring the imaginary friends
1: right, right? you know they've got playmates <laughs> left and right
0: god <laughs> so- you don't have to babysit them
1: it's It just Ugh. keeps going back and forth, back and forth. And the, the sad thing is, is that it's really ugly. But these are grown-ass old ladies.
0: And they beefing.
1: They are beefing.
0: <laughs> they are beefing. Like,
1: it's not even like, you know... I'm going to unfriend you on Facebook. It's let me make a one hour YouTube video where I'm obviously reading. I pre-wrote everything I was going to say.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. She was reading. Yeah. She was reading from something. Yeah.
1: She put some time into this.
0: It was, it was so thorough. It was borderline petty because she, I mean, she she got like, I mean, it, it, she was down to nitty gritty of it all
1: it yeah. was very petty it was at a at a point where it was just like bro are you saying that you intentionally misled paranormal investigators to take their money
2: right did you are you harboring a cash cow that's really yeah. false, based on falsehoods yeah
1: so are you just as much of a fraud as the warrens were because if you know for a fact as you claim that there is nothing paranormal, then why did you say that it was? Why did you charge people? Why did you invite investigators out to that house? And why did you continue on with this and support the parents for over 20 years to suddenly change your story? So which is it? Because if you're going to start flippy flopping, then I can't take you at your word either. That's it. At least the um, parents, their crazy has been consistent. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? They didn't Facts. go crazy and then go not crazy and then go crazy again. They just stayed crazy. Norma Sutcliffe went crazy, and then she's like, "Oh well, you know what? I'm not crazy."
0: Ah. And you know why they, they're a little bit crazy, the parents. And this is what stuck out to me is the fact that when they moved, Nancy Perrin stayed there for like a whole nother year with the new the new owners. Yeah, uh, yeah, to help she out
1: around the farm.
0: Yeah, and and because well, she didn't want to leave, like she yes. liked being there. And ever since then, there like I, I think Andrea Perrin is is her goal is to buy back that yes. house because she says that she's drawn to it all the time.
1: Yes. That's,
0: and what's, I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah I'm like, if you, if you said these experiences happened, and, mm-hmm. and, and we, we know, we've, you know, all of us have investigated, I don't think
2: that's a place that I just
0: would want to go back to, like to live it, at.
2: Is, is it what the interdimensional beings are telling her?
1: Well, she said that in the beginning, when they first moved there was when it was just like ridiculously out of control. And then yeah. once they got rid of the Warrens, and they acknowledged what was there and they were able to peacefully coexist for
2: the then, remainder then, of their time. That would be non-demonic then.
1: Yeah, they don't believe that it was demonic. The Warrens said it was demonic. The parents never uh-huh. believed that there was anything demonic there at all.
0: They think that Lorraine during the seance opened something yes. like a like a portal and it and it latched on to the mom, mm-hmm. Carolyn. And that's uh, that's what they claim uh, happened.
2: I don't want to throw anything out there that's kind of weird and goofy, but as a side note or a, a just a random thought, you know, doing in, uh, the work, uh, you know, uh, making determinations about hauntings and things like that for the general public. When you're in that line of work and you come across something that uh, that you can't help but say is legitimate, that there's some kind of phenomenon taking place there. There's nothing to say that that doesn't stick with you, especially if whatever it is maybe pissed off that you ever you know, uh, pissed it off. And who's to say that that it wasn't something that they brought that it was with them? You know, it was something from another place they'd been to and and brought and and unleashed on that family. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That is interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, and too, uh, I I don't know. I think Andrea. Yeah, I'm not trying to talk bad or anything, but. Um, they, have she's already made like a personal link to the property because April, her, her, her sister, sister. yeah, died of accidental overdose in 2017. Mm -hmm. And she was on a paranormal investigation and she claims to have contacted the spirit, spirit of April during the investigation on that property. From what I With a goosebrips, I bet. Yeah, or some yeah, I'm you know, but that's (laughs) so she there's already like a personal affiliation. So now Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that's why she's like gun ho. That's her like that's her, you know, now all she wants to do and as a goal is to buy this and and live on the land now. Which you know is crazy. But
1: it's (laughs) also when you think about it, it's I also think about almost like Stockholm syndrome. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think about Stockholm syndrome where things were just so insane and crazy that, you know, you and you're there for so long. It's a love hate kind of thing. But if she said that later on it, once the Warrens were no longer involved and they learned to peacefully coexist. Why wouldn't you? And you love the property, you know, I mean, yeah. Two hundred acres? Hell yeah!
0: I will comment on this because I I think uh, so with with Christine and I think maybe even Cindy uh, not wanting to really have anything to do with it or go back mm-hmm. that that to me and this is like what we 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 talked about before this episode was uh, on, on last week's episode just, they, their experiences I actually think that their experiences they they did experience something in the house like they just I agree. Just, it it affected yeah. them in different ways and i and i think andrea's drawn to it because i feel like she probably got the same thing that i felt remember when we we used to investigate wilden manor uh, oh Mal? yeah mm-hmm. and i you know when we had so much happening over there i was i would get excited knowing like if we scheduled a day to go back out there despite some of the things that we experienced there was a rush Mm-hmm. And I think, I think I want to believe that maybe this is what it is with her. Like she experienced something that's so out of this world and like is such a rush. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, it was done at a young age. Now that she's older, mm-hmm. I think she feels that drawn back because she wants, she it's somewhere deep down inside She wants to experience some things again.
2: That's almost on some kind of a symbiotic level.
0: Yeah. yeah I mean, but I, I can attest to how that feels because I can compare that to how I was with Wilden Manor. Like I, I liked going there, mm-hmm. which which was weird.
1: And it also brings <sighs> up something else that I think that a lot of paranormal investigators who've been to a particular place numerous, numerous, numerous times over years could maybe understand. You go to a location or you're at a place and it is active. It is very paranormally active when you're there. And then over the years, you start noticing less and less stuff. And then the owners make it a pay to play or they change it so much. And then you go mm-hmm. back and you're like, this is not even the same place. And you don't get it. Right.
0: No, I, I think that might be something to do with it. Honestly. You know, I don't think that I don't think that she's crazy. I think maybe she's just, I, she has I, I think that. she's crazy. Loony, loony, loony.
3: Ah, I'm
2: going to rip your head off and shut down your
3: neck.
0: Well, yeah. she, but you know what I mean? I think she has that feeling towards it too, though. Like, mm-hmm. she wants to go back and experience it, yet her sisters have different feelings towards it, which to me, I think, I guess, kind of verifies they did experience something. Mm-hmm. Because one, you know, one or two of them are being drawn back. One didn't want to leave, mm-hmm. and then the you know the other ones are like, "Not fuck this, I don't want to go there mm-hmm.
1: and <laughs> I don't I think saw- it has anything to do with the Warrens. I mean, the dad openly thought that the war- and has said the Warrens are nothing but two bit charlatans
0: yep,, mm-hmm. yep, as we're coming to find out, just two episodes already into
2: this. the point well, we're making about Paul
1: no, I have a question for you so. Yeah. When you started investigating, for example, OSPH or yeah. Octagon Hall, and yeah. I would say, would you say it was more active when you were first going there and then think about like the last couple of times you went, was it the same?
2: Uh, th- there was a big, humongous difference. And I think a lot of that can be attributed to something that you said earlier. And that is, you know, with... Paranormal investigations at a location, how many, you know, if there's something there, let's say there's something in the location, it's going to be reactive to those that it will either want to build trust with or remember or you know, understand are not a threat of any kind. But When you start bringing in people and more people and more people because somebody turned it into a cash cow, eventually whatever is there is going to say, you know what we used to do because we found it interesting and we like the people. Now all these people want us to perform and, and answer all their damn questions all the time. Let's go somewhere else.
1: They're like circus ghosts. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da
0: circus afro circus afro circus afro afro really that's it yeah i mean real i like that i actually it's logical- i'm not
1: saying that i one hundred percent believe andrea Perrin okay i i've got to be honest about this when I look at the history, there is nothing in and of itself, especially since the Kenyan family, there is no record of of them ever claiming anything happened, you know, and they owned that that family owned that house and that property for gener- hundreds, you know, like 150 years it had been in that family. In fact, after the parents uh, bought the house, the. Earl Kenyon went back a couple of times just to visit and things like that. But I believe that they experienced something in that house, whether it's paranormal or not, we don't know. But I think that something must have maybe they picked up on, you know, what their mom was projecting and a lot of pareidolia. Perhaps. Was it paranormal? Perhaps. I really honestly don't know. As far as the historical portion, I think it's all bullshit. As far as Bathsheba, I think absolute bullshit. As far as demonic presence and mom being possessed, I think that that is bullshit. I think that um, something, though, had to have occurred for a mom, a dad, and you know, the, the sisters are all pretty consistent and the mom and the dad, and this is what gets me is that the mom and the dad weren't getting along and the mom and the dad got divorced, but the story stayed consistent. The dad has been very low key about it. But when you listen to him talk about his experience, he, he looks troubled when you watch Christine tell of her experience and her hearing Someone like a a kid cry for her mommy or something like that she's clearly rattled by it. I mean like it and when you hear Cindy talk about her experience, you can she's clearly rattled by it, so I think that they believe and and they experience something. Do I think that you know aliens visited there when Andrea Perrin lived there. And so, no, sorry. Do I think she was jumping dimensions when she was 12 years old at the conjuring house? No, sorry. (laughs) I do not. Maybe in the beginning, you know, it is an old like 300 year old farmhouse. So I'm wondering if like maybe, you know, with weather changing, it's up in Rhode Island, seasons changing, wood cracking. It's a totally different type of living that the girls were used to living. And so maybe things that are naturally occurring in a wooden farmhouse uh, and what it would sound like might have startled them and they're mistaking that for something else. I think that's far more plausible.
0: And it probably didn't help that April, the youngest one. Um claimed that she had some kind of companionship with an entity there too
1: a little boy they said that yeah. she would play with a little boy there, and yeah. she was clearly troubled
2: i got a my question is we keep hearing reference of a three hundred year old house so I mean, when do we start populating this? Uh, you know these these territories that would become the United States, because I know we celebrated bicentennial in seventy six, and it ain't been a hundred years since. So this would have had to have been before seventeen seventy six. Exaggerating. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm technical like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, at least he was uh, paying
0: attention, though. Yeah.
2: The 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 other thing. Oh gosh what was it? You said something that 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 made me think about uh something concerning uh, th- yeah the the amount of activity over the length of time what what are we looking at something that was a occurrences that were rare but happened or they were they happening often uh, but weren't quite as intense you know i'm looking for like what's the level of intensity versus the the uh the level of occurrences you know right. one versus the other you know, because you can you can stay in a house and like, oh, wow, that was weird. We don't understand what happened. And it happened one time in a year. And the next right. year you could have 10 things happen. And the year after that it might be two things and you don't know. So uh, at what point do you finally realize all oh, the place evidently is haunted and some stuff's going on and it's kind of crazy. We need to Lorraine Warren. And, you know what I mean? Right.
1: Well, they said in the beginning, the very first few nights, they started having paranormal events. Well, Uh the way it's projected is that it was this house of horrors for Uh 10 full years. And according to Andrea Perrin and and well, the whole family, it was not like that. It wasn't a house of horrors for 10 years. They would have things that happened pretty consistently, but they had become accustomed to it. You know, Uh it was Oh, there were some occurrences. I don't know if it would be considered a lot, because you're looking at a 10 year span where significant things would happen. Andrea Perrin claims that she saw, I believe it was April uh, being lifted into the air. That would be a big deal. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I would think that that would, levitation, that's always frowned upon. But yeah. outside of that, it sounds like it was more creeks, doors opening, um, people getting locked in rooms, hearing yeah. voices. Clapping. You know, the standard haunt.
0: The one thing I loved about the movie, and it was a very small clip, and Paul, I don't know if you caught on to it, but there was a clip where Ed and Lorraine Warren are in somebody's attic and they're like debunking their claims.
3: Yeah. Like, and they're mm-hmm.
0: like, they're, they're finding natural causes for the claims. Right, And I was like, how ironic. I wonder how many of their supposed <laughs> case. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not what I know them for. Like, they, <laughs> everywhere, yeah. they, everywhere yeah. they went, they found something. Yeah, yeah it was. They a didn't have demonic. paintbrushes sticking out of their pockets no, or nothing was, like that. Well, you know, he right. did
1: paint. Remember, he did paint. They
0: did paint. He did uh, paint. It, I, I thought it was really funny that they threw that little bitty clip in there. I, and I think it was just to kind of help validate or kind of you know, like, oh, they were. They, they were that type of investigator, very thorough.
3: Yeah. And, mm-hmm. not, no. and they
0: even stated not everything. She said, she said, what was it, Lorraine Warren said, rarely do things happen to be paranormal or whatnot.
1: Yeah, I was like, come on, really? <laughs> You've investigated 10,000 cases, and okay. you investigated a case where a man's head split wide open, and then he was fine. But whatever. Um, One thing that does trouble me, Andrea Perrin always seems to start her lectures out with, you know, 90 percent is fictionalized because the producers or the people who wrote the movie thought that the the real story was just too scary. And it would cause people to run out of theaters. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, bro. The Exorcist was already produced. What tops that? For fuck's sake! I think yeah, it was it, maybe ninety percent fictionalized because what really happened maybe wasn't all that scary.
0: Right, and we know, you know, the entertainment industry has to sensationalize claims and experiences like this. They would've to, been all over they, it. Yeah, it'd been it's it, ratings. Like it's all about ratings. So, I mean, of course they're going to exaggerate I mean, if your claims aren't that yeah if it, if there's something going on but it doesn't seem like all that interesting I'm like all right well, let's throw like people levitating or getting thrown across yeah. the room or all this in there head splitting and, yeah yeah, yeah. So.
1: there's shit out there that's a lot scarier than you know a clapping game or any of the things that's in your trilogy book because at the end of the day Andrea also has a stake in all of this she's got a uh, like her own paranormal show she writes books with george r lopez she wants to sell her trilogy book
0: gotta sell it
1: and she's selling it but i don't think that the reason why it was 90 percent fictionalized was because the true story was just so haunting because so far of what i've read i'm not overwhelmed
0: it seems like it's centered a lot on just the seance part like that was the most terrifying portion of all of it the Mm -hmm. rest was just stuff here and there
1: yeah and she said that she did get story she would sit and talk with her sisters and after she would write something she would give it to her sisters to say whether or not is this true is this really how it happened so unfortunately there's a lot of confirmation bias going on here you know there's there's no it's her words that she's saying she got from siblings but then she put it into words. And so obviously her sister is going to read it and say, okay, that's exactly how it happened. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that she does have, you know, some skin in the game. At the end of the day, it is a very interesting case file. I think the Warren's portion of it and the Warren's case file, poor shit.
3: <coughs> Bullshit. Yeah. When you get down to the bottom of it, it's just, it smells like dookie,
0: straight dookie.
1: I think from the parent perspective, uh, I I, I smell Dookie, but maybe not a steaming pile. Hold on to your Dookie. It's about to get spooky.
2: Not demonic Dookie.
1: Not demonic Dookie. From Norma Sutcliffe, I see some bitter Dookie.
2: Can we stop talking about Dookie right now?
1: I think (laughs) she's a little pissed off. That everybody else got some ends. There was some monetary gain for them. Um, That would piss anybody off. And as far as Jen and Corey Heinzen, they came out paid because they only paid like 400 something thousand dollars for it. And they walked away Uh with one point five million dollars. So hashtag, I would say the winners in this game would be the Heinzen paranormal team.
2: I do want to say, as a last, uh, last thing to add in here before we get too far, uh, the previous owners—the ones we were just talking about—the the, the uh, marine and his wife,
1: Jen and Corey Heinzen?
2: Yes, they had uh, a team come in. I want to say it's two or three people that came in and stayed. I want to say about a week in the house and recorded uh all of their stuff for inclusion in a small uh,
1: documentary.
2: Yeah that, yeah, that 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 they put together and I saw that. And that was that was interesting to see what they you know what was. Was, what, what they were recording, so.
1: Yeah, it was. You know I I want I I believe in the paranormal. I know a lot of people think that I don't. I'm very skeptical. I, I will mm-hmm. say that I, I think the Warrens knew that they were just bullshit in their way through life. They may have and I hate saying this out loud, but for <laughs> lack of a better term, they may have in a lot of these cases made something that was pretty harmless into something harmful when they're going into these places, whether they know it's true or not. And they're doing these makeshift seances, and they're provoking. I think that you can invite something that never should have been invited.
0: You know, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I think that's what happened. I think honestly, I really feel like if this, if the story has credibility from um, Andrea's end, I think what happened is you know they come in and they they communicate. They opened a pathway to communicate with with anything they think that could be around and we don't know what answers those calls we really don't
1: right you can't so, control it
0: no you, yeah um
2: you can, you can piss it off yeah mm-hmm.
1: i mean who's to say let's say it was just a harmless casper the ghost let's just say it was casper and then okay. you've got these two wackadoodles come in and instead of being casper you're now Bathsheba. And you've done you've murdered a child and you've done this and you've done that, and you're a demon. I'd get a little pissed off I would I think uh-huh. the smartest things that could have occurred was Roger Perrin punching Ed Warren in the nose and telling him to get the fuck off his property
0: man i'd- I would pay to see that matter of fact, I would pay to have a <laughs> recording of
2: that
1: and he did he kicked them off of the property.
2: So he could have claimed temporary uh, possession and punched him in the face. Yeah. Right.
1: Overall, you know, we don't know if it's if it's true or not. I, mean, I am going to say I 100 percent believe that the sounds and the creeks and the doors opening and closing and things like that when they first moved in. This is a family that moved into went from, you know, urban living into backwoods country with no one around them on 200 acres of farmland. And it's a it's a farmhouse, a wooden farmhouse they weren't ready for that kind of living. They weren't ready for those kinds of sounds. It's probably a totally had, different style of living.
0: Yeah, probably had mice in the walls in the attic. I mean, and Absolutely. if you've had Viva and you know, I've I've had work experience where I've I've dealt with mice in walls and it's scratching. You hear yeah. scratching and clawing around. Mm-hmm. You hear and, the scurrying. Yeah, there's no there's nothing saying that some of that stuff that they thought they were hearing, you know, could have been that
1: they they were new to this house. They can't say whether or not a door normally, you know, slides open or not at this time.
0: It's uh I think it's very exaggerated. Oh, and I yeah. think I think the Warrens come they came in and they got it messy.
1: Chris, what's next on the list? Who's our hit list next?
0: Next on the list should be the Amityville case.
1: The Amityville horror case.
0: Yep. In the right. timeline. Oh yeah. Yep.
1: So we're talking Amityville.
0: <laughs> and boy, that one's going to get interesting, too.
1: Yeah. Ronnie fan
0: <laughs> Let's go.
1: So until next week, Chris.
0: Go unfuck yourself.
1: And that's a wrap.